Hey, hey, hi, 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 hello, hello, welcome. Hey, everybody, how you doing? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Navigating Worlds podcast, um, podcast, YouTube channel, wherever you're watching it or listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Brittany Plummer, aka Brittany Shanice, aka Brittany aka Many Names. All the things I have been globe trotting for the past 11, 12 years, depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> um, for a while, 11, 12 years of my life, from Asia to Europe to South America, Central America, Africa coming soon. Um, and so, yeah, I just created this podcast and this YouTube channel to just like, you know, put myself out there to share my tips and my tricks because I've been doing it for so long and I know that like, I've did everything under the sun. I feel like the people need to know. The people need to know what's going on. The people need to hear me out. The people need to know everything, all the tips, all the tricks. And I love helping people. So I was like, why not put it and put myself out there and help some people out? So it's nice to have you back. If you listen to my other um, my other episodes, I hope you've enjoyed them. Please let me know what you think in the comments below. Um, please tell me how you rate the uh, podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe. You know, all that jazz. Please, please, please. Because it just... You know, what you guys interact with shows me what you guys want more of. So if I know what you guys want more of, then I can give you more of that. And I, I'm, you know, I'm here to serve you guys. This, that's, that's just it. That's just all. I'm moving. I'm like sitting in this weird angle because there's this stupid light there. I promise your girl's going to get better equipment. I'm just starting out. Come me some slack, people. Please, please. Um, anyway, if you see me some looking to the right. I'm just looking at my notes because I have some juicy, 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 juice, juicy fruit, fruit shit to share with you guys today. Like, Today is all about ways to make money while you travel. And I have like five good resources for you guys. Well, five good ideas are, you know, things. And then I'll put in the description um, all the websites that I mentioned, um, all the different things that I mentioned, just so you guys have them so that you guys can go in, go out and, you know, start traveling and start making money traveling while you do that. And I love, I love that, you know, one of how I got started was in teaching, which is going to be one of the things I tell you guys about, but like, I got started teaching and I, like I said, like I say in most of the episodes, I'm a long-term traveler. So I, when I travel, I'm usually somewhere for like a year or two years. And so sometimes I just get a visa, a work visa for that country and work within the country. It happens like that, you know? I will say though that I do have to preface this that I am an American, if you can't tell. <laughs> I am an American, so therefore I do have a certain privilege that a lot of other people on this planet don't have. And so because I have this passport, this American passport, it affords me a lot of privilege to do a lot of different things in the world. Namely because one, I speak English and English is a global language and it's just such a commodity now. And so a lot of people are willing to pay me just for that. So that's just something to keep in mind. But I hope that what I share with whoever's listening and whatever part of the world you're in, that it, you know, whatever I'm sharing can help you wherever you are. Um, I have had friends from different parts of uh, the world reach out to me to see, hey, Britt, can you help me do this when it comes to like making money to travel full time? And I have been able to help them. So you know, I'm not, I don't want this to be geared toward just Western um, backgrounds or Americans or I want this to be it. I want, I want to be able to help anybody and everybody travel if they're so set on, if their heart desires, honey. Okay. So here we are back into it. So yes, five ways to make money while you travel. All right. First things first is what I currently do right now. Freelancing. Now freelancing, like I think 
you know, when people think of freelancing, they think it's going to be this process thing that takes forever to do or it's a lot or whatever, but not necessarily, you know, when I started, everybody has a skill that they have, that they can do, uh, whether that be answering emails or whether that be, um, you know, graphic design or whether that be writing, it can be the simplest thing that you could just sell to other people, small business owners or big business owners. It just depends. And they'll pay you for your services and you can make as much as you want. You can work as many hours as you want, as little hours as you want. It's really completely up to you what you decide to do. I got my start because I was a teacher before that. So, you know, I had some clerical skills, some admin skills. So I just took that and I said, okay, I know how to answer emails. I know how to organize some shit, right? I know how to type up a document and, um, you know, organize it. I know how to, you know, create a really simple graphic because I do graphic, a little bit of graphic design right now, but it's nothing extensive. It's literally a drag and drop Canva for instance, you know what I mean? Nothing crazy. And it's just like, one of the things with freelancing is you build your skills and you get better at your skills over time. So the more you do it, the better you'll get. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there to sell yourself. Um, a lot of times you have like, you have a website like Upwork and Fiverr. There's also, I use Facebook groups to get out of my clients. Um, virtual assistant savvies, um, remote work, uh, Facebook group, all these kind of Facebook groups where they're putting jobs in there. Like, you know, Fiverr and Upwork has like a job board and the Facebook groups, they'll have like, people are asking for maybe an administrative assistant, maybe a graphic designer, maybe a website builder, whatever you do. Um, they're asking for those certain people and you can just apply, whether that be filling a quick application, whether that be submitting a proposal, whatever that looks like, that's what they'll ask for. And it's it could be so simple. And I think that a lot of people get caught up in their mind, like, hey, oh, it's freelance. I, I don't have anything I can sell. There's nothing that I know how to do. Do you know how to answer an email? There's something you know how to do. You know, do you know how to organize a calendar or do you know how to put dates on a calendar? That's something you know how to do. Do you know how to type up a document in a, in a meeting? Do you know how to create meeting notes? That's something, it's, it's, not as 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 intense or as deep as you think it is. You don't need to be, a, you don't have to have a graphic design degree to go and sell graphic design services. I don't, okay? I started out with doing graphic design just a little bit here and there. I started off doing a lot of different things. Um, and graphic design was one of those. And it was just simply a drag and drop on Canva that I've did a few times before that I said I knew how to do. And I worked with somebody that was willing to work with me and we grew together. And that's how it is. So freelance is one of those things where you, like I said, you make as much money as you want. You could, you can increase your rates every year. Um, you can, um, you can work as little as you want. There are times when I was like, okay, I only want to work 15 hours or some, some weeks I want to work 40. Just depends. And it, it's all up to you and what you decide that you want it to be. So again, some resources for that, like I mentioned before, Upwork and Fiverr. Upwork and Fiverr are places where they'll take a percentage and you upload like your profile on there, be as detailed. YouTube videos are your best friend for this. There are people on YouTube telling you how to set up an, like a good Upwork or Fiverr account to make sure that you get clients coming in. So that's just, I, like I said, YouTube. Upwork, but good. How to create a good Upwork account? How to get a, create a good Fiverr account? There are people out there. YouTube has you can use your best friend for finding whatever you need. And then there's Facebook groups, like I mentioned before, where you get and you try to get into the Facebook group, and they'll let you in, and then you'll go and scroll down and see what jobs or positions are available to see what best fits you. And then you just apply, and you apply, and you apply, and you apply, and never apply to something that you think is too small or too big. Just keep applying, and something will eventually stick. Um, and then eventually you'll just be, you'll have this client and that client, and that client, and then clients will start to talk and then you'll, you'll be booked out. And then you'll be like, I have too many clients. I can't even, you know, 
I there's so much work that I can't I don't have enough time to do it all. So yes, first um way, first tip to make money while you travel is freelancing. And it's completely all online. You just need a laptop and some good Wi-Fi, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of, you know, as a traveler, it can be so daunting to think about, oh, my God, I need to get have good Wi-Fi and all these other things. But it's not as difficult as you think. There are, because the digital nomad world is becoming, is growing so vastly and so quickly, um, you have so many, like, hostels or Airbnbs that specifically say, we have good internet because they're targeting a digital nomad demographic because people are out here shaking and jiving, honey. People are out here moving around, okay? So that's one way. Another way, teaching. Teaching is how I got started with um, with traveling. So there are two options for teaching. There's online and there's in person. Depends on what you want, right? If you're more of, I want to go here, I want to go there, I want to go everywhere, um, I don't want to stay in a place for a long period of time, then teaching online will probably be a better option for you. There are so many websites. Again, I will include that in the de- description below. Um, but there are so many websites. There's um, Cambly and there's OutSchool. There's a VIP Kid. There's KidPass. There's Preply. There's so many websites where you can teach online. These you need really, really good, good um, internet for. But as long as you have good internet and you know how to teach, there's some for adults. There's some for um, kids. Just all depends. Then there's another option where you teach in person. Now, I would say this happens all over the world, but the most lucrative places that it happens is maybe it's in the Middle East and in Asia. I started in Asia. I never did it in the Middle East, but I do have friends who have taught in the Middle East, and it's, it's lucrative. You get paid good money. You um some they'll give you housing depending on what country you teach in. Um, like for me, when I was I went to Korea and I got a visa before I left the states. They gave me a working holiday visa. They also paid for my flight. They paid for my housing. Um, they gave me insurance. All the things under the sun. All I had to do was go to work, show up, teach, go home, and make money. And and then they give you a pension at the end. So there there are options out there. Versus Vietnam, I didn't get a um a holiday. I didn't get a, a working visa. I just showed up to Vietnam, and then I found a school that wanted to hire me. And we were working under the table. I've heard that the law has gotten a little bit more stricter, so you probably will need a working visa. Um, but it's not something you. It's definitely something that you can do when you get there. Um, and so I just started working for a preschool, uh, a kindergarten school there and it was easy and they, they paid me money and, um, it was a really simple task and it was, it, I enjoyed it. I loved being a kindergarten teacher. I was a teacher for about three, four years, I believe. Um, and so that's how I got started. I started teaching in class and then I went to online teaching because I wanted the more, I wanted more flexibility. I wanted to be able to move where I wanted to go when I wanted to go. And so that's why I started teaching online and I taught through KidPass. Um, and I taught through KidPass, and then I did a little bit of Cambly, well, a lot of bit of Cambly. Um, Cambly's for adults, and KidPass is for kids. And then I d- also did um, a little bit of out school as well. And then, you know, as long as you, like I said, I, I also did Latin hire, which is more for um, 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 Latin, Latin culture, Latin, Latin students. But anywho, it's, there's so many options out there as far as teaching, if you want to go, because when it comes to freelancing, it's a little bit more... Um, a little bit more you gotta like do there's more you put into it versus teaching is kind of like you prepare for the class you prep your materials you show up you teach and then that's it and you walk away versus freelancing it's a you put a little bit more of yourself into it because it's you're delivering actual things um both are great just depends on what you want maybe you don't like to talk to people all day or kids, or teach kids. Maybe you want to just sit behind a computer and type up documents, or create designs, or whatever that looks like for you. Both are viable options. So yes, 
um, freelancing and then teaching. Like I said, those websites that I mentioned before with teaching, the teaching websites and things like that, they will be below. There's also this um, one interesting one called Days ESL Cafe, which is where you can find online and in-person teaching. It's a big job board for finding teaching in Asia specifically. Um, a little bit of the Middle East, but a lot in Asia. And you can apply directly to schools there. So maybe you want to teach in Korea, maybe you want to teach in Vietnam or Thailand or Cambodia or um, Malaysia or Singapore or China or Japan. Depending on where you want to teach, you can click on it and it'll take you and it'll say, hey, these are this is what we really pay. These are the holidays. These are, it'll give you all that information right there in the website. And you can say, and it'll say, send your CV to this website. I mean, to this email. And you send your CV to the to the email and then, They'll reach out to you if they want you. Most times they'll reach out to you. You'll do an interview process, and then they'll say, okay, let's go through the visa process. And usually you'll have to do it in your home country, depending. Southeast Asia is a little bit more looser with it, so you might not need to. Um, North Asia usually is a little bit more um, strict, where they would like you to get the visa while you are in your home country. So it just all depends. Do your research. Google study, Teach Abroad. Google, just Google Teach Abroad. There's so much resources and so much information that will come up for you to help you if that's something that the realm that you want to go down. And if you, you don't necessarily need a, um, a teaching degree, I do not have a teaching degree. I got a TEFL on um, Groupon for like, I want to say $30. And that was enough to get me in the door to teach. Um, there are teachers that do have teaching degrees. And if you have a teaching license and a teaching degree, you'll get paid more money. Um, but if you don't, you'll still get paid a decent wage. But I, um, but you know, you don't necessarily need it. It's not necessary. So that's an option. Teaching, teaching online and teaching abroad is an option. Teaching abroad, uh, both, like I said, teaching online and teaching abroad, you don't necessarily need a um, either one a teaching license or a degree. Um, but it's good. if you do, even better because you'll make even more money because they pay for those type of things. So that's another option. The next option, which I've never did, but I do have friends that I did it, holiday working visas. So holiday working visas are basically what you apply for in your home country. And it's basically you, you apply for it and then you go to the country and you look for work while you're in the country. So my best friend right now, she's doing it for Australia. Australia has a really good holiday working visa. She applied, she went back to the States. Well, she applied while she was abroad. And then she went to the States to go pick it up. Or I forgot the process that she went through. I don't, you know, it's interesting now that I think about it. You might not need to be in your home country. You just got to make sure that there's an embassy of your home country and whatever country that you're in. But it's just easier in your home country because that's where you can get, that's where it'll be. You'll just get it done the quickest, you know. Um, I think she did it while she was living in Colombia. And there's an American embassy in Colombia. So she was able to get it done that way. Um, and that's a whole nother, <laughs> those things are a whole nother thing. But Yes, holiday worker visas. I know Australia has one. I think Ireland has one. Um, I, there's a few other countries. Like, there's so many countries that have them. I'm pretty sure there's one in, like, Korea and China as well. Like I said, a holiday worker visa is you apply to say, hey, I want to go work in this country. They say yes or no. You pay for it. And then you go to the country. And then they you get to the country and you go look for work when you're in the country. There are some where you can look for it before you get to the country. But I think it's you can just wait till you get there to find working. I know Australia, you have to do it before you are 30 or the year of 30. And then there are some that where it's older and then some that are a little bit younger. So it just all depends. Um, and I think in Australia, you only get it for one year. So they're usually only for a year, some are for two years. Like I said, do your re research. Working holiday visas for Americans. Working holiday visas for South Africans. Working holiday visas for Mexicans. So working holiday visas for blah, blah, blah. And when you Google that, a lot of information will come up from it. And then you can find 
what you're looking for or find what country you would like to work in specifically. Um, like I said, I've never did it, but I do have friends that have did it and they have enjoyed like my like I said, my friends are not sure right now and she really likes it and she's working there and um she's doing you know, there's you could do bartending or you could do um, you know, office work or she's working at like this car company type of thing. Um there's just there's so many options and it's completely up to you what you decide to do with that. Um but they are holiday working visas are an option and I would definitely look into it because it's I think it's more um versus I would say I, I can't say that I was gonna say I think it's a more secure situation secure uh, uh route but I, you know a working visa working holiday visa it's both the same thing so I don't think it really matters but that is also an option next one full-time remote work so the difference between freelance and full-time remote work is Full-time remote work is means you're working for a company and you're an employee for the company. Freelancing is you are not anyone's employee. You are a freelancer. You are self-employed, which is completely different than working for an actual company. When you work for a company, they provide you with benefits sometimes. They usually provide you with benefits um, and they give you a W-2. You're paying taxes through them to the government versus freelancing you are not paying any taxes. You, it's up to you to pay those taxes, which is usually around 0.157 um, decimal, 15.7% self-employment taxes. So it just all depends. Um, but freelance, you are not paying any taxes directly to the government. You have to pay them yourself. You, it's you, every time you get paid, you have to take that money out of your, your account and put it into another bank account so that you could pay quarterly taxes or take taxes at the end of the year versus full-time remote work you're actually an employee at the company and they're paying taxes for you so you don't have to worry about it you can fly, file at the end of the year like you would normally do and if you live in the states or if you live in your home country um whatever the case may be and you get your taxes back so but full-time work like i said you are working for a company there are many different ways that you can find like you can look through LinkedIn, there's Indeed, there's FlexJobs, Remote.co. Um, like I said, I'll include all of that down in the description below. Um, but yes, there are so many options for you to work full-time. There's a lot of companies allowing people to go and work full-time now because of the pandemic and everything, you know? They're allowing people to work from their homes and sometimes they're like, you don't even gotta work from your home. You can work from anywhere in the world as long as you get your work done and as long as we see, you know, as long as we see, we see results. And so you have a lot of companies that are allowing their allowing their employees to do that type of work, and I think that's fantastic. Um, and I think that like if you want to, if you want the security of having a legit company to work for, and having um, having like secure money coming in, and you're not worried about it, you have your set amount of hours and all the things, then remote doing remote work, full time remote work maybe the option for you. Because what I will say is with freelancing and with teaching to a degree, right? Te when you teach in person, no, but when you teach online, yes. Um, freelancing and teaching online specifically, it it's not as um, guaranteed. Now there are ways that you can make it more guaranteed. Like you, when you get your clients for freelancing, you make sure you say, hey, you're, you, when you do a retainer, you have to do this amount of hours per month or whatever. Um, but, and with teaching, they usually tell you you're going to get about this amount and you make sure you say, Hey, I need to, I need to make sure I get this amount of teaching hours or whatever. Um, but it's not a guaranteed thing, right? It's one of those things where it's like, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad and it fluctuates and that can be scary, but it's not as scary as it sounds. 
I've been freelancing for three, four, five years. And sometimes the money's really good and sometimes it's bad, but it doesn't mean that I'm not surviving. I'm not eating. I'm not enjoying my travels. I'm not going to get, I've never been stuck in a country because I didn't make enough money to get to the next country or because I didn't have enough money to eat food or whatever the, the case may be. Um, I always make sure that I have enough money to, to live and to survive. There were times where I didn't have clients and I'm just living off of maybe a savings or maybe off little to nothing. And then I end up picking up another client because once you start learning how to um, get that type of work, it, it becomes really easy to be honest with you. Um, but with remote full-time work, I understand if you want the safety and the security and you want to make sure that like you have consistent money coming in. Therefore, you know, getting a full-time remote job may be the best option for you. I respect it. For me, it's too many hours. I don't want to work that much. I want to pick my hours and I want to work, I want to make as much money as I can. Um, and so freelance work is just easier. And I'm just used to it as well. Um, so yes, remote work is also another option. Guaranteed money in your pocket, full-time hours. You're not worried about where your next paycheck's coming from. You're not worried about if clients are going to stay with you or not. That is also an option. And the last one, which I think that, like, when I say it, a lot of people are going to be like, ah, that's so far-fetched. This is probably the one that, le- like, the most amount of people will just going to, you're just going to, like, forget about it or just, you know, rub, uh, um, what is it, write it off because it's something that just seems so out of reach. But it's really not. Um, the last one is, and I'll get to it, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is another way for you to make money while you travel. And it's interesting because what I have found is that so many people that I have met that have been traveling for a long time, they end up becoming an entrepreneur in some way. Not all of them, but a good majority of them, whether that be podcasting or whether that be YouTubing. Um, yes, entrepreneurship can take time. Creating your own business can take time. Getting the money, the consistent money can take time. But if it's something that you, if you really want that ultimate freedom, if you really want that space to come and go as you please, to make as much money as you want, to have that creativity to do and be who you want to be within um, within whatever, then entrepreneurship might be the best way for you. And there are so many ways. There is coaching. There is course creating where you could like, you know, sell your services of being able to create a course and you hire other people to create the courses for you, but you're giving them the strategy for how you do it. You're not creating the course. You're hiring other people to do it for you. You just know how to tell them, you know what to do. So you tell them what to do, how to do it. And that's you making money. Like I said before, there's YouTubing, there's podcasting. Um, there's people that sell courses, like build courses out from, so a client approaches them and they say, Hey, um, I want to build a course about, I don't know, selling zoo animals, <laughs> something random. I don't know, selling uh, balloon animals or something, you know what I mean? And then that person goes and builds out a course from top to bottom, get the criteria, build out a course, and then sends it to the person, and that person pays them for that. That's another business that you could create. Um, there's drop shipping, which is, it doesn't, you don't have to have any storage, any, it's all online. You All you have to do is my nose itches. I'm sorry. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll keep scratching my nose because it's, it's dry. Um, anywho, yes. And so you, that's, it's another option. There's just so many, when it comes to entrepreneurship, there's so many things that you could do. Like I said, with drop shipping, you don't have any storage. You don't have anything inside. You are, you're, you're selling all completely online. And it's so you just, all you're doing is connecting different different things and it, google it <laughs> it's it's a very interesting uh business model to say the least 
Um, but there's there's so many options. And with entrepreneurship, you get to be able to be as creative as you want. You get to, you know, clock in one day or not clock in the other day. Or you, you make your own choices. It's a little bit like freelancing. With freelancing, you kind of are your own business owner at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You kind of do own your own business. But it's you're working with someone within their own business as freelancing versus in entrepreneurship you're selling you could be selling your services but you could but you're not working within someone else's business you're working within your own and so when you're selling those services to someone whether that be through coaching or you know social media strategy you're you're giving those services to that person not within their business you're giving them just this package of a thing whatever that might look like so um those they'll they'll that is an option. And it sounds like entrepreneurship sounds so, you know, daunting, like, oh my gosh, that's so far out. I don't know how to make any money, blah, 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 blah. But it could be as simple as you creating, you're, you're not a graphic designer, you're not creating something in Canva and you create templates for business owners. And you say, hey, I have these templates. I'm selling them for $15 a template. And people say, oh my goodness, yes, I've been needing a template for, I don't know, a website template. I've been needing a Pinterest template. Maybe you're really good at Pinterest. I've been needing a Pinterest template or something like that. And you just sell the templates. That's entrepreneurship. You sold some things. Um, so it's not as scary and it's not as, as daunting as you may think it is. Um, it can be something that is quite easy to do. You just got to believe in yourself enough to do it. And I think that's the thing is that a lot of people don't believe that they have much, that they don't have anything that they can create or they don't believe that they can be an entrepreneur. Um, and it's not until you really believe in yourself and believe that you have what it takes to be that person. And, and most of these things, whether it be freelancing and selling yourself, whether it be teaching, whether it be, um, what were the other things, working holiday visa, going down and traveling is one way that you are starting to believe in yourself and believe that you have what it takes to live the life that you want to live. And so with each of these things, I, you know, you can listen and you could decide, hey, at the end of the day, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go and go the opposite way and do something else because you feel like it's not fit for you or it feels like it's too scary and it's not secure. Um, but let's be honest, nothing in life is secure. That any, if, you have, if you were in this, in whatever country you're in, you have a nine to five job, that's still not secure. You can get fired tomorrow. If it's something that you really want, you could have it. Just go get it. Just believe in yourself enough to go and have it and to believe and believe in yourself enough to believe that you are capable of having something like that. So to reiterate what I was just saying, five ways to make money when you travel. Number one, freelancing. Number two, teaching. Number three, holiday working visas. Number four, full-time remote work. And number five, entrepreneurship. And again, I'm going to put all of those uh, websites that I mentioned um, throughout this episode in the description so that you have those resources because like I said I'm here to serve you and so if, if you really are into this and into this and that means traveling full-time then I want to make sure that I provide you with as much resources to make it as easy for you as possible because I would have loved to have those resources for myself but I didn't and that's okay I'm here now and I'm happy to help whoever needs it um and so yeah as you can see there are so many ways um to make money while you solo travel full-time um, a colleague once told me that, you know, if, if you're going to let money hold you back from going after what you really want, then maybe you should stay where you're at. And that's basically like, Hey, if you're going to let, if you're going to let something like money, which we know in society is still important, but 
Don't let it be the end all be all. There are always ways to get what you need to get met. If it's something, if you want to travel the world full time, and that's something that you believe that is it's it's true to you and good for you, and it's something that you in your heart know that this is what's going to make me happy. This is what's going to take me to the next level in my life. Then don't let, then find a way to make that money because you will. And that is the end of this episode, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching me scratch my nose the entire time because my nose is just mad dry. <laughs> um, but regardless, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Navigating Worlds podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to download the episodes, download the podcast, whatever it may be, whichever medium that you're with listening or watching um, me through right now. Um, I hope to see you at the next episode. Um, if you want to find me and see what I'm up to on my travels, because I'm posting all the time about my travels and where I am and all the things that I'm doing, you can find me on TikTok, um, on TikTok and Instagram, Brittany Shanice, and that's a B-R-I-T-N-E-Y, Shanice, S-H-A-N-E-C-E, um, on TikTok and Instagram. YouTube is Navigating Worlds Podcast. Facebook is Brittany Shanice as well. I don't really post on Facebook that much. I'm usually on TikTok and Instagram. So follow me. Say what's up. Message me. See see what I'm up to. I love to talk to people and I love to help people with their travels. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. And that's all, folks. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review on whatever platform you're using. And to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Brittany Shanice, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, Navigating Worlds. I hope you have a marvelous day, homie, and thank you. Bye.